Hello, ladies and lads, and welcome to the Hollow Leg Podcast. I hope you all are having a wonderful holiday season. It is December 23rd, and we have a special episode today. Tomorrow marks 105 years since the Christmas truce of 1914 during World War I. It is an event unlike any other that I know of in the history of human conflict. It took place in Belgium. I don't know if it extended down into France, but I know it happened mostly in Belgium between the British and the German troops who were stationed there. And what happened was earlier in the month, uh, starting December 7th, 1914, Pope Benedict XV wanted a temporary hiatus in the war for celebration of Christmas. And the warring countries had refused to create a ceasefire. They wanted to keep the fighting. And the soldiers ended up declaring their own unofficial truce. Now, because it was an unofficial truce, there were areas that would continue to fight throughout Christmas and Christmas Eve. But it's thought that up to 100,000 British and German troops would take part. They started by singing carols across the trenches and then ended up meeting in no man's land to exchange gifts and good wishes and even played some soccer matches with each other. I actually have a letter here that was published in the Herefordshire Mercury on January 9th, 1915. It's a letter from a rifleman who took part in the truce. It reads as such. On Christmas Eve, the Germans entrenched opposite us began calling out to us. Pudding, a happy Christmas, and English means good. So two of our fellows climbed over the parapet and went towards the German trenches. Halfway, they were met by four Germans, who said they would not shoot on Christmas Day if we did not. They gave our fellows cigars and a bottle of wine, and were given cake and cigarettes in return. When they came back, I went out with some more of our soldiers, and we, met at by, and we were met by about thirty Germans, who seemed to be very nice fellows. I got one of them to write his name and address on a postcard as a souvenir. All through the night we sang carols to them, and they sang to us, and one of them even played God Save the King on a mouth organ. On Christmas Day we all got out of the trenches and walked about with the Germans, who, when asked if they were fed up with the war, said, yes, rather. Between the trenches there were a lot of dead Germans whom we helped bury. In one place where the trenches are only 25 yards apart, we could see dead Germans half buried, their legs and gloved hands sticking out of the ground. The trenches in this position are called the death trap, as hundreds have already been killed there. A hundred yards or so in the rear there were old houses that had been shelled. We explored these and we found old bicycles, top hats, straw hats, umbrellas, etc and we decided to dress ourselves up in these and went over to the Germans. It seemed so comical to see our fellows walking about in top hats and with umbrellas up. We made the Germans laugh. No firing took place on Christmas night, and at four the next morning we were relieved by regulars. That was a letter from Rifleman C. H. Brazier 
of the Queen's Westminster Rifle Division. Now while the lower ranks were celebrating in the trenches, the high commands of both sides were livid and concerned. General Sir John French, the commander of the British Expeditionary Force in France and Belgium at the time, issued stern orders against fraternizing with the enemy. And for the Germans, whose army possessed a long history of intense discipline, the outbreak of popular will among their soldiery was cause for worry, and most stories of the truce would be suppressed back in Germany. That being said, they did take advantage of the opportunity to improve and resupply their trenches as well as scout the enemy positions. The reason this event is so special to me is I can't think of any other time in human history where both sides in a war just simply decide to quit fighting and see each other as human beings. I know that there's reports of a lot of the British soldiers who were surprised at the German behavior. They had been inundated with propaganda depicting the Germans as barbarians. I don't know if it had taken place yet, but one of the most well-known pieces of propaganda that was debunked was the newspaper depiction of babies on bayonets reporting that the Germans had committed mass atrocities in Belgium when they took over the country. Of course, after the war, it had all proved to be false, but propaganda has a habit of never telling people that. Anyways, I just wanted to put a light on that particular event. I know that a lot of the things that I talk about on this podcast in terms of history are pretty sad and depressing. And like I said, tomorrow is the 105th anniversary of the event. I wanted to do something that would respect and honor the memory of those who refused orders of not fraternizing with the enemy. Part of me likes to speculate what would have happened if they had continued to not shoot each other. I think there would have been a whole lot of lives not wasted over the course of the war. World War I was a pointless war. If you're wondering why communism became so prevalent after World War I, it's because the common people who had fought in the First World War and lived through it had no idea why they fought. They just saw the nobility and the aristocrats and the higher-ups as squabbling with each other and making bets against each other with the lives of their countrymen. Anyways, enough of my rambling. I'd like to thank you all for listening, as well as wishing you all a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I don't know if I'll do the Wednesday podcast for baseball. I might do that either tomorrow or Thursday. I don't really want to do it on Christmas Day. But, um, yeah, this is The Hollow Leg, signing off.